This is Carter Bell. And this is Nick Hansen. And today we're going to be talking about the Tate and LeBianca murders. So in this case, the victims are Stephen Parent, Sharon Tate, Abigail Folger, Wojtek Frakowski, and Jay Sebring, and also Lino and Rosemary LeBianca. The suspects in this case are Charles Manson and his cult group, which are referred to as his, quote, family. Other key players are Virginia Graham, who, when in prison, was in a cell with Atkins, who was one of Charles Manson's family members, and Atkins told Graham about all the murders and then plans for future murders. And then during trial and stuff, Linda Kasabian was part of the murders and she was actually called up to the stand and was up there for 18 days being questioned as a witness. Uh, it happened at, in Beverly Hill, Hills, California, just after midnight, so really, really early in the morning on August 9th in 1969. Uh, the evidence would have been the blood on the walls from the victims that was actually words. The killers used the victim's blood to write words on the wall and there was also a 22 caliber revolver found under a bush that was reported by a 12 year old boy who found it but there was no evidence that actually connected the revolver to either the murder of Sharon Tate and the three other people in her house or Stephen Parent, who was murdered by a gun in his car in the driveway at the Tate house, or the murders of the Libyancas. The suspect's motive seemed to be to start a race war, and he had multiple opportunities to commit these crimes, obviously, because they were able to kill multiple people, and no one was around to know who did it or what happened. It was all up to evidence and witnesses that were called to stands and it was really up to whoever was going to actually speak out when called to the stand. The legal outcome was Charles Manson and his four other family members were all sentenced to death but they weren't killed because the way of death was ruled unconstitutional so they ended up being sentenced to life in prison. So Nick, how do you how do you feel about the way this went and like what all happened during this case? Like what are your thoughts? I think it's I think it's kinda insane. How they just wanted to start a race war and that they didn't they didn't know these people. They were famous people, but they personally didn't know them and they didn't have any problems with them. They just wanted to start something that nobody could stop. They weren't successful at least, but the, the yeah. manner that they killed these people, they were they were uh, combined, stabbed 102 times, and they yeah. took the blood of the victims and wrote um, little phrases on the wall. Uh, I bet this definitely was a hard case to investigate uh, for the police because mm-hmm. how brutal it was and how they didn't try to really cover up their tracks. They just they wanted to show that 
basically that we mean business and maybe i don't know if the yeah. police were thinking maybe they'll strike again but they definitely were going to if they didn't get caught yeah and i don't see i don't see how it was a hard case because you if you think about it they didn't go back and clean the crime scene or anything like that and try and cover up their tracks they just left it they went and did brutal murders very gruesome murders and then left the crime scene the way it was like you would have thought it would have been easy to track down somebody and find evidence like there in the Libyanka murders one of the Libyankas was found with a bunch of fork stab wounds and something carved into their stomach and then they left the knife in their throat yeah it's pretty it's pretty gruesome yeah and the mastermind behind all this was Charles Manson. He didn't kill anybody, but he still got life in prison. Yeah, and that's one of the weird things. Like, you have all of these plans in your head to kill people, but you have to find other people to do it, which that kind of seems weird. Like, I don't know how you get other people to do that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a hard one. Uh, they obviously must have been brainwashed or on drugs or something for something. them to believe everything that he was saying about I want to start a race war and just kill people like that's not normal it said in one of the articles that I found in research that Linda Kasabian admitted to actually using LSD at least 50 times Uh, that's that's a lot of times it's a lot of times for LSD but that definitely messes with your uh, judgmental state and they still didn't deem her like incapable of being a witness and stuff because she was there and the, and actually like was part of the murders yeah. and stuff but at the same time you would think like if you're on LSD you gotta be pretty messed up yeah. and, and, and who knows what like was real that she saw she could have just been yeah, hallucinating and somewhat delusional in all of her while she was committing murders and stuff she could have seen like random things heard different things because she probably yeah. could if she was still on lsd while she was committing the murder she probably could have definitely had other things that she was seeing and hearing and yeah. stuff other than just what was happening yeah i definitely think that they all got what they deserved life in prison yeah for taking a whole bunch of people's lives that's yeah that's definitely worth being in prison for your whole life yeah and it was and especially somebody that you don't even you, know. you don't even have a personal like conflict with yeah. or anything like even if you have personal conflict with them like you shouldn't murder anybody but at the same time like if you don't know them you what is your actual cause of murder yeah. besides like the race war thing you kind of just have to be like a crazy person yeah. or just killing somebody randomly so yeah cause, I mean. I don't know what goes through your mind that you're just going to all of a sudden start killing random people. I don't think it had to have been all of a sudden either. I think they really like... They probably definitely planned it. Planned it and he had thought it out for years and then started putting stuff into play. But that that's just uh, seems like a really weird thing to like kind of meditate on, so to speak. You know, like over years and years just thinking about who you're going to kill, how you're going to do it. And especially to think and do it the way that they did is really weird. Yeah. So in my opinion, this case is famous because 
the mastermind behind the murders, Charles Manson, did not kill anybody and was sentenced to life. But I do think that even though he didn't kill anybody, he definitely had part in the murders. Yeah, he was more like he planned it and he just had... He planned it and put it into action for other people. I guess, I guess that he was thinking that maybe he could get what he wanted without doing anything and then not get caught for it. Like, he was thinking, oh, these other people are going to go to jail. Nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing. I'm, I'm sitting here not killing anybody, so I'm not going to do anything. But when people spoke up and he was convicted of being involved in the murders that he's I guess that if that was part of his plan thinking that it kind of backfired on him and then I think it's uh, famous because all of them were sentenced to death even though he didn't commit any murders they were all sentenced to death and then because the, I think it's also famous because the they weren't actually put to death because the way of death was actually ruled unconstitutional, so they got away with not being killed immediately, but they had to wait and life in prison until they all died. This has been Carter Bell, and this is Nick Hanson, and thank you for listening.